You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBCU, this is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, Gossidus. Sir, how are you doing today, this evening, this wonderful, bright, moonlit, snow moon day, February 10th. 2017. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, confused now, but I was doing all right before. How are you, homie? I mean, have you seen the moon today? It looks amazing. It's like it, it's, it is out there. It's it uh, it's real bright. It's real bright, guys. There's like an eclipse earlier. There's like which is which is not bright, but now right, but now it's like it's the revenge of the moon. It's super bright. <laughs> It was like, oh, you thought you could throw a shade on me? Check this shit out. I'm going to blind all you. So fuck your planes. Yeah, I don't know. What? What? It's, just go check out the... You know what, though? By uh, the time people listen to this, there's, they're not uh-huh. going to be able to see the moon. You can check it on the internet, I guess. I'm just afraid for our planes now. Are we, do we have to attack the moon? I mean, maybe. Because that's a sci-fi movie waiting to happen. There you go. Revenge of the moon. <laughs> um... You've been mo no. I was gonna say marooned, but mar mo- Never mind. What man? This thing's going off the rails. Real <laughs> early, real early, guys. Real early. Uh, I shouldn't have taken that extra strength, uh, extra strength uh, Benadryl right maybe, before we started recording. Maybe two zannies, not four. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We've got some Super Bowl trailers. We're gonna talk about. We got a shit ton of who are these people for cut casting corner. <laughs> so many people that I've never heard of. Um, we got a lot of Batman talk. We're actually going to, and that's going to be like the main topic for the week. Um, <clears throat> and then we've got kind of like some fresh news that, I mean, honestly, I don't know if this is good news. It's news. It's real news. It's not fake news. Yeah. It's not alternative facts. But this just got released today. Apparently, Hayden Christensen, yes, oh, that here we go. That Hayden Christensen is gonna be back. He's gonna be back as Anakin Skywalker in the Last Jedi, Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi. So right off the bat, man. Uh, uh, well, not not Batman, that, but <laughs> that that sound you hear, that that guttural groaning, is my hate engine starting up. <laughs> Hope you've got a lot of fuel in the tank, man, because it's going to oh. be a long haul. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess I could ask you how you feel, but I think we know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hayden Christensen coming back? Is Anakin Skywalker apparently this is this is from one of the producers? This guy named Bob Iger is saying this, so it you know there seems to be some truth to it. Uh-huh. He might be a force ghost, is what people uh-huh. are thinking. Well, no shit. In the in the crazy world we live in now, I want to see him back. I want to see him. <laughs> he's he's alive after all. Fuck it. <laughs> Put him in there. Let's see how crazy we can get, Ryan Johnson. Let's do this shit. Oh, that's true. I mean, he could looper that. There's, looper it, yeah. There's there's time travel in looper. I mean, you could just bring that over. I mean, you've got gun guns. You've got 
You've got young Han Solo. You've got old Han Solo. Ooh. You've got Lando with a cape. Anything is possible. Well, this is a galaxy in which we traverse the speed of light, like, you know, very commonplace. So I'm sure a couple of times you, they bounce off of hyperspace and end up somewhere, somewhere else. Right. So that, eh, why not? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, Force Ghost is definitely the way it's starting to sound. It's just, I don't know for what ends. So here's what I've read, that he's going to play the Force Ghost of Anakin, right? Yeah. And he's going to predominantly deal with Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren kind of being split between the dark side and the light side of the force. Makes sense. Um, but, if you know, we talked about this before. Uh, I think you and I did actually last year when we were talking about Force Awakens. And that's that Kylo Ren's character is basically what Anakin was supposed to be in the prequels. Like this very conflicted person. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't know where he fits in, is constantly at a struggle with all of that. And he does a great job. Adam Driver is an amazing actor, and he does fantastic in that role. And he portrays those those struggles really well, that conflict really well. Yeah. Unlike Hayden Christensen in yeah. the prequels. So what I'm wondering is whenever we have these scenes with the Force Ghost of Anakin talking to Kylo Ren, I mean, that is a wide gap of talent. And I'm just I'm wondering just how badly is Hayden Christensen going to look in comparison to Adam Driver hmm. if they're That's... essentially playing the same sort of character. Right. Well, I don't know. It's again, I, go, I keep going. I keep thinking of the prequels. Uh, I know Lucas directed them, but God, I wish they weren't like canon. Uh, they're, they're, they're from the source. They're from the source. So right. no, no disputing that. But. I, you can't help to think that the writing was at such a, like, not even second revision level for the entire scripts for the whole prequels that it must have hindered some of the performance. I mean, Natalie Portman is not a bad actor. She comes across as barely being able to act in yeah. the prequels. Very wooden and laconic. Uh, yeah. You're right. That's a good point. And I've, I, if you've seen a movie called Shattered Glass uh, with Hayden Christensen, he's the he's the protagonist in that movie mm-hmm. it's about a journalist it's based off a true story it's uh he's really good in it he's <laughs> it's the only thing i've ever seen him be good in but he is actually really good in that movie so it makes you wonder like in the hands of a of a more nuanced director and maybe with a better script you know maybe, maybe this won't be the shit show that we're kind of joking that it might be um, yeah uh, it seemed like a lot of the stuff that happened in force awakens was kind of Kasdan's. Like, no, I wanted it to end it this way, but Lucas made me make Han live at the end of Return of the Jedi. He made me make Han, uh, Luke stick around. So I'm kind of having everything the way I want now. So I guess this is kind of following that trend. Maybe we're going to see a kind of a, a re-envisioning of some aspects of the prequels. Well, you know, that that's a good point. You know, they also made a... The Star Wars universe and franchise made a point once Disney kind of bought the rights to everything, that all of the expanded universe was wiped, yeah. right? Like, all of that stuff. They're like, yeah, it's great and whatever, and it, it has value, you know, if you're a fan. But in terms of actual canon, it's gone. So that was done very deliberatively. I think you're onto something with maybe this sort of tweaking or reimagining of what mm-hmm. Star Wars is going to be moving forward. And maybe, just maybe... 
Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin can sort of right the ship of what happened previously. It's Ooh. that's a tough go though. I mean, I, yeah. I'm real skeptical, but we'll see, right? Like, I don't know. We'll have to. I I I I just don't have a judgment yet. I'm just gonna have to wait and see. Right. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think it detracts any from any of the hype that Episode Eight has. How could it? Um, it's worth it. I mean. It's going to pan out. We're going to find out soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other thing. is like, when are we going to get that first trailer? I know the movie doesn't come out till the end of the year, but it is coming out this year. So, right. you know, we're already in February. I'm thinking, like, around spring break, I bet. You hmm. know, when, like, people have the ability to go to the movies and, and see trailer. You know what I mean? Like, see more movies and maybe see the trailer yeah. beforehand. Maybe, maybe, maybe with Logan. I don't know. They'll, they'll probably attach it to something huh. big. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, we we're, we've got a trio of trailers to talk about now. Uh, the first of which is for the the last defender, as the Netflix uh, advertising and marketing is calling it, the last defender, Iron Fist. Danny Rand. By the way, <clears throat> if you didn't know his name was Danny Rand. If you watch the first Netflix trailer for Iron Fist, <laughs> you will know his name is Danny Rand. They say it like 19 times. It's, you know, um, so I, you definitely get like a, a lot of Daredevil vibe. It's a little bit lighter. It's not quite as as dark as the, kind of the Daredevil scene or even Jessica mm-hmm. Jones or even Luke Cage. And definitely, <laughs> and definitely not the Punisher. But you said it's not as dark as uh, Luke Cage. Right, right. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn it. So you know, the thing is, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if he has the physicality to. I mean, like you know, I don't know. Maybe Iron Fist is not. He's not like that big of a dude in the comic, but like. He seems kind of small. I, mean, I guess, hmm. like, I guess, like Daredevil's not that big, but I just, I don't know. I had trouble, I had trouble attaching myself to the physicality of the character within this trailer. It looks good. It, I mean, the show looks fine. You, you and, just wish you were bigger, <laughs> a little, little beefier, a little beefier, a little meatier. You know, <laughs> some of that prime T bone, some of that prime rib. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have any, like, what were your first thoughts on this one? Did you, anything stick out? Um, I'm definitely more interested in it than I was for Luke Cage. Uh, okay. Racist. I get it. I mean, you know, we made him, <laughs> America's great again. I don't know if you've heard, uh, make, <laughs> make the defenders great again. <laughs> Luke Cage suspiciously missing from the roster. <laughs> it's behind a wall somewhere. <laughs> oh. he could break through that wall pretty easily shit Probably. um no yeah man um i think the kind of the wiry the, the more life the better because i mean this is kind of marvel's take on bruce lee right yeah so, and, and bruce lee was a like you know I mean, he was from yeah he, he wasn't imposing but he was he, he wasn't kareem abdul jabbar but he, t- he could take him on Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's actually yeah. a really good. That's a really good uh, example of somebody who's not beefy and huge. Yeah. Who could definitely do some damage, some one-inch punches. I do like the glowing fist kind of uh, 
thing that they're doing. I mean, obviously that's from the comic, but I was wondering yeah. how they were going to portray that in the show, and they definitely show it a few times. So we're we're going to get that. That's pretty cool. The supporting cast looks good. Uh, you know, one thing that Ig and I always complained about with Daredevil is that they didn't pay for the lighting crew to actually light any of the scenes in the show. Oh, that's why it's all at night. So it's so yeah. dark. Uh, but this one they definitely did. They were like they put it in the budget, and so. You know, yep. we, we'll get to see some cool stuff. We got it looks like we get another glimpse of the hand being involved yet again, right. um, which is which makes sense, because if they're all connected and they're all going to end up joining up, then, you know, it makes sense that they share similar foes or, or you know, some of the same. Foes. Yeah, I mean, I think the most fascinating thing to me is they could really tell that it was like, you know, it, it was it was a job it, like the hand was like everywhere and the it was a hand job kind of they had all the. The telltale marks of like you know yeah. the hand is doing this job. So yeah, yeah. You think it, you wonder if it's going to end in a happy ending for them though because <laughs> they've, got, <laughs> they've got a lot of uh, a lot of people trying to stop them from having that happy ending. Um, Jessica Jones, for instance, Jessica Jones. Yeah, she she Daredevil. She, Daredevil. Yeah, Iron you, Fist. You definitely. Daredevil. Daredevil can't even see what he's doing. It's kind of remarkable. It's... <laughs> Iron Fist, you definitely want to be careful of what you're doing with your fist. That's, that's a kung fu grip if I ever saw one. So... That, ease up. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. I think we can leave it, we can leave it there. We've got a couple of super... We're, we're excited. <laughs> we're excited for Iron Fist. Is what we're <laughs> got a couple of Super Bowl trailers to talk about. Uh, the first of which... Uh, and there's actually kind of a little side story that we'll get into, but uh, Guardians of the Garden. Whoa, 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 take two. Just wow, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Two, right? Yeah, yeah. Got a Super Bowl trailer. Uh, a lot of stuff happening. And here's here's the first thing I noticed is we still don't see Kurt Russell. No Kurt Russell. Nope. No Sylvester Stallone. Where, the, where's Rocky? Where's Rambo? Where are these guys? Where's Where's John? Where's uh, Snake Plissken at? Where they, they drew first blood. <laughs> so that's that's actually kind of cool though. I love that we are you know we're getting more material with this with this movie, but we still haven't seen everything, and that's well, something that James Gunn has promised us is that we're not going to see everything. Yes, that's what I was just gonna but just about to ask you. Like I think it's from the first thirty or forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Is it, that's where this trailer's cut from? That's amazing. Because uh, there's so much going on. Yeah. But one thing one thing we definitely do get to see, and I know that you personally have seen numerous amount of times. I mean, it's a, it's a multiple. It's a factor of something. It's, it's Mantis just eating shit, just eating a, like, dodgeball of fire. Flaming shit. Just, just nails her so hard. And then Drax is like, watch, watch out, like, way after the fact. Way too late. He's like, tried, tried guys. I tried guys. He tried. He did try. He didn't try that hard. She, oh. she makes that sound. We might we might put that in in post. Just poor tiny her. Poor tiny Asian alien. My God, she just right in the right in the thorax. Yeah, I mean, and she, you know, they're all posing. They're all in this kind of cool pose. Rockets kind of flying, so he's yeah. like his head's the same level as everybody's. And uh, whoa, Whoa, just oh man, that was good though. Uh, lots of stuff to unpack. Uh, let's see, we got we see a little bit more Baby Groot. 
we see a gold person. Okay. Ooh. So I, you know, I, I don't know who that is. I'll be real honest. It's probably related to Adam Warlock. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to take a guess because he's got like a gold face. So maybe Ooh. that's like his mom. Well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's somebody. Uh, looks real cool. I don't know why that was so funny. Maybe his mom. Could be his mom. <laughs> it could be his know, mom. Who knows? Uh, I'm trying Dude, to think. It's like she's gold everywhere, though, right? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just saying. I want to kind of know what kind of quality we're working with here. 24 karat. Okay, all, the, all, right. all the way, all the way through. Let's, let's Bruno Mars this shit. <laughs> Have you heard that new Bruno Mars song? By the way, it's totally off topic. Yeah, it's pretty no, good. It's, it's catchy. Catchy as shit, it's dude. Real fucking kid. That dude can write some catchy songs. They, <laughs> Fix your face. They just, they just load that dude up with coke, and they're like, "Get at it!" And he's like, "All right." Like he's just like banging at the fucking keyboard, just like. <laughs> You can't stop me. You can't. He's gonna. Me. He's gonna need a new body pretty soon. He's he's wearing this one out. Holy shit! I mean, he's a he's a slight dude because of all of the coke. I think. Like, <laughs> what? So five nine is slight. Well, yeah, but I mean, like slight frame. I don't know. He just. I'm, I, just, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's six three. Is he six? Th- he's six three, man. Who is Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars. I mean, his he looks slighter frame to me. Maybe I'm six three about. 270. He's wow. a, he's up he's, there, man. He's, he's the mountain. He's the <laughs> he's the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's small <gasps> to you. Uh, you tell me. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anything else stand out from Guardians for you? Uh, let me see. Um, I know you love the Mantis bit. I mean, the Mantis that's probably bit, your favorite. Obviously, bit. yeah. I, I don't know why, but. It resonates with me. It's, it's really funny. It is really funny. I think it's their little antenna. Her <laughs> <laughs> <are> soulless eyes. Jeez, <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> she, what? She just. Oh my god. She it's eats perfect. it so hard, though. She really does. <laughs> no, it's just the. Uh, it's crazy. They're gonna have. I'm. I'm really excited for this, but they have a growing cast to handle. They. They're adding Nebula. To the, to the mix, there any Yandu? Yandu, Mantis. Uh, no, it's gonna be fun to see how it turns out. Uh, I really like the rocket kind of dialogue with uh, when he's introducing, he's like introducing Yandu to the Guardians, and he's like, oh, yeah. and Groot's like, I am Groot, and he's like, he says, "Welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy." Only he didn't say freaking. You know, I like that. Good. I like I like pretty much everything Rocket does. So. You get a smug little baby Groot shaking his head. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say freaking. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I oh, so I guess this lead, this will be a good segue. So, um, one of Ig's friends, actually, uh, a guy by the name of Andrew Husband, who writes for Uproc. He's a legit dude. This guy's a real legit writer. He writes on the internet for money. He's a professional. <laughs> he actually writes really good stuff for Uprox. His name's Andrew Husband. We'll, we'll, link, we'll link it up in the uh, multiple ads. But he wrote this thing. So something that came out very recently is that that Guardians Two got a perfect hundred score for, what? Their, for their test screening, which is not unprecedented. Like I think Pretty Woman got it. Horse <laughs> Gump. There are That's other movies. Praise. There are other movies that have gotten a perfect score. Um, but it is pretty rare. It is a pretty rare thing. And so people, you know, people are like, oh my God, Marvel's got another 
mega hit on their hands, which I they think did they did it again. Do. Yeah. I mean, I think they do. I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that's like, that movie doesn't look that good. You guys like, I haven't heard anyone say that yet. <laughs> Bizarro Chris and Freddie. <sighs> yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be on our, in our April podcast, uh, where we just <laughs> shit on everything Marvel does. And we talk about how great the Warner brothers in DC, in DC are, um, but so we got a perfect score. But Andrew kind of took him to task a little bit, and 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 not. I mean, he's just presenting the facts, not fake news, not alternative facts. Again, wrong. Uh, but he was talking about how, like Marvel specifically, the way they use their metric to to get the score is they have kind of an extended friends and family screening initially, uh, which is you know like friends of the of the production team of the actors of the director writers and so on friends and family so of course these people are going to be more apropos to to kind of hype up the film and be you know they want it to be good but but even then like i don't know man like i i've i've seen some of your drawings and if i was just being nice uh-oh. Like if I've seen, if I watch, if I saw one of your like, um, you know, manga drawings, and I was like, oh, this is good, but you know, it's Chris. I'm gonna, yeah, man, that's really good. That's a real A effort. You know, that's a real 92 right. out of 100. I'm not gonna give you 100 just because you're my friend. Yeah, I'll give you. I'm not gonna give you like a fucking 70, but like, I don't have to give you 100 either. So hmm. the fact that these people still scored it at 100, I still think that's saying something. Like. But it's a... saying it's saying we live in the world of alternative facts, okay? Uh, extended family, more like distended family. Sad. It's gross. It's very disturbing. I've seen these people. They're not the best. They're <laughs> bloggers. The critics. Some of them, I'm sure, are very good people. It, it's... It's... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we, we, we need to build a wall around Gamora. Okay. It's very dangerous. Coming in and taking nebulous jobs. Sad. Sad. I'm I'm not afraid of Thanos, okay? I'm no okay. connection. No, no connection. connection with Thanos. <laughs> Boy. Oh man. Uh <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna argue the counterpoint, which is when BVS got test screened for mm-hmm. the Warner Brothers people and their execs, they literally had a standing ovation <laughs> for BVS. Because it was over? Because <laughs> they got to leave? Because they got to leave. The movie with the Jolly Ranchers, that got a standing <laughs> ovation. So, yeah, you're right. You, you do kind of have to temper your expectation. But the thing, the big difference between the two studios is that Marvel has a track record of making entertaining films that don't make you want to end your life. And DC wow, that- is... That took a turn. Holy shit. Got real talk dark, about, man. Talk about a hot take. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a dark take? I think we just invented it. Yeah. You're welcome, world. Uh, so, yeah, you got to temper your expectations, especially with these early screenings and whatnot. And it's even even like the even like the, the people, the, the, the Rotten Tomato score or the Metacritic score, that very first weekend that Guardians opens – those are all the hardcore fans that are going to see it, including yeah. me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you want to love it. Like, you want to like it. <clears throat> so, you know, even that's not a true metric. But at the end of the day, I just don't see this movie. I don't see how this movie can't succeed. It, it, it just looks like it's it's got such a 
a path to to success to me. <laughs> a path to victory he's got a clear shot at 200 and whatever the fuck god damn i politics all right enough of that uh back to comics holy shit okay talk talk about off the rails <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine because the next movie that we saw a trailer for super bowl trailer shows a future that is maybe something that we are just careening towards at this point it's this sort of dystopian deserty future there are still convenience stores but like little kids are being used as weapons who knows how many walls are being built or have been built at this point mm. uh, i'm talking about logan we got to see a logan little 30 second super bowl trailer um a lot more of the same not a lot a lot of different things than what we've seen previously but a lot of good action x23 again i feel like she is going to absolutely steal the show with this movie oh yeah it's um it actually it got me thinking what if they got um uh yeah oh, man i can't think of her name right now but the girl that played 11 uh all oh, right uh millie bobby, bobby brown millie bobby yeah. brown what if they had i wonder if they had billy john armstrong that's her that's not it's not her name i'm pretty uh, sure it's her name. now granted i don't think when they were casting this film i don't think stranger things had, had debuted yet at that point but I wonder if they could go back if, if they would have wanted like Millie Bobby Brown for the role. I could kind of see her play that role. Hmm. Um, would have been an interesting alternative casting. But yeah, X-23 looks like she's going to absolutely steal this film. Um, looks great. I mean, she's already stealing the sunglasses. So there you go. And the, might and as well. And the, and the uh, Pringles. The Pringles. What, uh, what, anything stand out for you? With yeah, upon like uh, second watchings, uh, I noticed that there's a bunch of kids in the forest running with X twenty three at first. So, and then and then I think there's like a, some sort of sound weapon being used to try to track down Logan or try to capture him somehow. Um, yeah, shit's gonna. It feels like we're starting to Act three. It's all the movie nerds out there. Yeah, uh, it feels like the you know r- rolling start at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, there there is definitely like you've 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 spoke about this before, but there definitely feels like there's a finality to this film. Mm-hmm. Definitely for the for for the Logan and the Wolverine character, uh, it looks like we're we're getting the end of that journey, whatever that's going to be. Um, I'm really curious as to how they move forward because this movie is set in the future somewhere. I think it's like 2025 or 2024, uh, somewhere <laughs> in that range. And it's in 2018. 2018. <laughs> The end is very near. Well, can see, and I, I, I thought it was in 2018, but I thought they moved it. Maybe oh, I was, didn't. I was completely joking. Oh right? no, they did originally. I think they did originally set it in 2018, but I think they moved it back. Oh wow! All right. Um, the end is is nigh though. Uh, but I'm wondering if that's the timeline, and if they want to move forward with with X23 as a character, like how do you do that? How do you? Mm. What it, like you know like if Deadpool is around, like he would be that much older, right? Then yeah, where he is in his current ongoing series, or I mean, I guess hmm. if you have Cable, you can time jump at that point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> that, that brings me back. Mentioning Deadpool brings me back to another scene in the trailer that I saw, like in the second viewings and stuff. It was a uh, there's some really diseased looking dude, kind of like looks like he's in a like a yellow. Scrubs or prison outfit, something like that. Yeah, he's kind of like looking out towards somebody, and he's kind of like 
motioning something. Uh, that couldn't have been Deadpool, could it? I, yeah, I saw that character as well. I, I don't know. You know, honestly, I, mm. I don't think so. He's the only other mutant with healing. Well, only, only other prominent mutant with healing factor. I mean, if anyone is going to survive into that future, I know that Logan says, like, you know, the X-Men are dead or whatever. But, yeah. it, you know, Deadpool would make sense. But I just feel like if he is in the movie in any kind of capacity, that that's something they wouldn't reveal in the trailer. Oh, good point. Uh, and Touché. Not, not only that, but the the film tonally is so different from like Deadpool. I wonder. I wonder how they are going to do that if they do that. Um, yeah, but I think they're just so buddy buddy. You can't help but think that you know, like, oh, be my movie, <laughs> right? No, yeah, and they are legit real life friends. You know, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are legit friends, and I'm sure they they're happy to be in each other's movies. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's this one's coming up real quick. It's March third, so we're like less than a month away. Uh, it's gonna be wait, time. Time. Oh, uh, uh, real life going. concerns, other than this podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My calendar is coming very very short. Yes. What like your life calendar? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've, real, real I've nice. seen I've seen that portrait. That dude's aging. Oh no. <laughs> okay. So that's enough for trailer talk for this week. <clears throat> um. All, all, all the three trailers look great, though. I, I'm optimistic. I think I'm, like, as good as Logan looks, I really am ex- super excited for Guardians. Um, I think that's the one I'm most excited for. What about you? Between Iron Fist, Guardians, and Logan. Mm, um, yeah, Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, first one is so good. It's, it's just, it's so good. I, you know, and it's so weird. Like, I don't even, I'm not even worried about a letdown. I'm not worried about the sequel being not living up to the first one. I feel like it's just going to build, um, which is really exciting. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's let's go ahead and move forward because, man, this is a, just going to be a big thing this week uh, for fans out there in the CBCU that love Casting Corner. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. A lot of people, like I said before, that. I, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't know who a lot of these people are, but let's throw their names out. See if anything sticks, sticks out. See if anyone out there that's listening to this is like a big fan of Allegra Acosta, for instance. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. Um, who he played for? Yeah, who he. Who, this would be a good what he do or what they do. Uh, okay, we're gonna start off with, and I know you're super psyched about this. I am too. Yeah. This is gonna be the, yeah. the Hulu property. Uh, Runaways, they they cast everybody. It wasn't even. It's like it all got released at once. It was like here they are. Here's everybody in Runaways. Here you go. Like they didn't even tease it. They're just here's the full the full Monty or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've got Renzi Files, uh, who is from Teen Wolf, as Alex Wilder. Okay. We've got Lyrica Okano from a show called The Affair, which I've never seen, uh, as Nico Minoru. Uh Virginia Gardner. I don't know what she's in. I tried looking for her. I couldn't really find anything. Uh, She plays Carolina Dean. Mm -hmm. We've got Ariella Barr from New Girl. And I don't know who the hell she plays on New Girl. I think she plays young Jess, like young Zoe Deschanel. But is that does she look like Daria in real life? Yeah, because a that's bit. 
Yeah. Okay, that might be her. She plays Gert, Gertrude Yorks. Uh, Greg Sulkin plays Chase Stein. Okay. But, yeah. I feel like I've heard that guy's name before, but I, I couldn't, I didn't see anything that he was in. Allegra Acosta is Molly Hernandez. This is the one kind of interesting little tweak that they did. Because in the comic book, in the Runaways comic book, which is fantastic, by the way, everyone should go Amazing. check it out. Uh, Molly Hernandez is Molly Hayes in mm-hmm. the comic, but obviously they're going for a little bit more of a diverse kind of flair here with the casting, and they've changed the character to Molly Hernandez, but I think it's fine. A Latin flair. My only concern is that at some point, maybe halfway through the show, she ends up disappearing because she gets stuck behind a wall <laughs> and then can't get back to the rest of the crew. Or she gets kidnapped by narcos. It's a real concern. Yeah. Uh, it's a real concern. Do you mean, okay. yeah, with, uh, with, with her being a mutant, with Super Molly Hernandez could punch through the wall. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she could punch through most people. She could punch through most anythings. So, yeah, that, that might be an interesting dynamic. Uh, it is, the, the story of Runaways is set in L.A. Um, so it makes, it stands to reason that there'd be a, Hispanic involved in some capacity. Yeah, no, that's, we, that's that's a good point. Yeah. In the in the later books and later kind of uh, volumes, we do get um, kind of Ultron's son. I forget his name right now. Yeah. Uh, we do get him, and he is Hispanic, but he's also a robot. So I guess uh, pick your <laughs> pick your minority. <laughs> but uh, no, I actually not not mad at this. This is okay. I mean, that's not that's not a Homer opinion or anything. That's uh, yeah, fucking go for it. I mean, I like that they've cast kind of relatively unknowns because mm-hmm. that way they can really in, inhabit these characters and make them their own. Like, you won't be looking at it like, oh, that's, you know, that's the girl from, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was going to say Hannah Montana. Like, that's that is how dated my reference would have wow. been. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not up with this with these new casting or these young, sweet young actors. Cody. Uh you know, but like I don't know, like the shit, like the new version of Skins. I don't even think that's a show anymore. Wow, what the hell are you talking about? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, by the way, though, going back to the Ultron, the the Ultron robot, Ultron's son, or whatever. Yeah. If he's Hispanic and a robot, there is one thing for sure, guaranteed. He's taking someone's job. <laughs> no matter what. Automation and an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, taking like, he's taking seven jobs at once. He's definitely taking some jobs. Um, <laughs> no, no, the only way it's this recasting or the re uh, re ethnic casting uh, could go wrong is if they just play up the fact that she's Latina and she's always talking like this and she got the sharpie eyebrows and, and she's eating like a taco all the time. Yeah, oh, I got a taco. This is my culture. So if if that shit starts happening, then it's gone sideways. But uh, these are people. These are normal people. Uh, Los Angelinos are very different type of Hispanics anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm calling you out. I'll start, I'll start the Texas and West Coast beef right now. Let's do it. Calling them all of California. <laughs> I don't care. NorCal, SoCal. It's all the same cow to me. Wow. Fuck y'all. Wow. So, Low-cal to you. Low-cal. <laughs> oh, there goes their listenership again. Just, just numbers are just dropping like a rock. Fuck California. Oh, my God. <laughs> So of the characters from the Runaways show, <laughs> right. from the principal characters, which character are you most looking forward to seeing on screen? 
translated from the comic. That's easy. Old Lace. <laughs> the yep. psychic velociraptor. The velociraptor? <laughs> it's going to be such a weird concept <laughs> if you decide to include it. Um, Do you think they're going to include that? Man, it, it'd be a CGI nightmare. I don't think so. Um, it's probably going to get re-envisioned as some sort of like spectral power that Gert has or some shit. Um, it'd be really hard to have. But I mean, it's such a staple of the comic. Um, yeah. I don't know how they not. I don't know how they don't. But, yeah, no, <laughs> just the the interaction that, I mean, Old Lace is in a lot of the, I was, like, reading through some of the pages a while ago, kind of from my back issues, and, um, yeah, he, even it's his facial expressions, it, it, he's always there, so he's very much the Groot of that cast. Yeah, he's he's there a lot, he's definitely there. And I don't care if that dinosaur is actually a she, I don't give a fuck, it's a dinosaur, fuck you. Okay, wow. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, other. I'm sorry, other Runaways fan. Please don't leave the listenership. <laughs> I totally blanked on if Old Lace is a girl or a boy. So, <laughs> is is Old Lace a girl in this? Movie? I don't know. I forget. I mean, it's it's fine. It's a dinosaur. It'll find a way. It finds My a way. <laughs> they were all female, but they were all reproducing somehow. It's fine. It'll figure it out. Um, all right, so gay frog, the chemicals turn the frogs gay. Oh, no. Sad, it's very bad, very sad. All right, we've got. Yeah, I'm so gonna mess this name up. Here we go. Yaya <laughs> Abdul Mateen. <laughs> Almost, yeah, 9.8, man. You got okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. My, my landing was a little wobbly. From the get down, which I haven't seen, people keep telling me I need to see it. You got to get up with the get down. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I hear it's a good show. Got to watch it. But he, he's going to play Black Manta. He's officially been cast as Black Manta in the Aquaman movie that we hope is actually going to get made because God, who knows what's going on at DC Warner Brothers. But if they make a movie of Aquaman, Black Manta is going to be in it. And Abdul Mateen is going to be in Black Mana. And he's also black. So, I guess, good job. Black Manta Lives Matter. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you, have you watched The Get Down at all? I, I have not. Okay, so we neither one of us really has any kind of... I, I mean, it makes sense that, they're, that Black Mana is going to be in the film. Um you know, so, you know, actually, one thing, and that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, there's, there's not a lot to say. Black Man is one of the main kind of Aquaman supporting cast of characters. Uh, he's a villain in the, in, the, uh, in the comic. But I actually just remembered another casting corner bit before, and we put this in the show notes, but we'll go on. Woody Harrelson got cast as Han Solo's mentor in the Han Solo film. Hmm. Which I just watched White Men Can't Jump the other day. By the way, White Men Can't Jump. It's holds amazing. Up. It holds up real nice. All right. It's real I, I, I just remember the part where I'm going to go to my truck, <laughs> I'm going to get my guns, I'm going to come back, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. It's got Hadim, uh, I think his name is Hadim Cardison from A Different World. He was okay. Dwayne Wayne or whatever. But he's really good. He's like, we're going to Sizzler. He's that guy. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's real good in it. Uh, we got Rosie Perez. We got Wesley Snipes wearing two tank tops. 
That's a bold statement. It's bold. He's wearing biker shorts and regular shorts. He's all over the place, man. He's all over the place. He's got the bill of that cap flipped all the way up. Yeah, and that's like a biker's cap. Like a not like a like a Lance Armstrong biker. Like it's real it's a real weird getup what he's got going on in that in that movie. Uh, and then we got Woody Harrelson. It's good. It's a really good movie. I I, I know we're totally off topic, but Woody Harrelson, he's gonna be Han Solo's mentor. So cool. I mean, mentor in what though? I, like getting drunk? Well, I think in like becoming like a you know a Party? scoundrel role and like a, yeah, about to say. Uh, unless he's gonna just do this role from Hunger <coughs> Games. Unless he's just gonna do like his habish whatever role from Hunger Games in yeah. the in Star Wars. I guess that's all right. Um, sure, fuck it. I I think Woody Harrelson adds a lot of value, so I think he, he's he's trending upwards. He's trending upwards. He's he's a Twitter twit uh, what? A Whoa. Twitter Twitter tending. Oh shit! <laughs> you got it, Twitter, man. Twitter trending topic right there. Oh, he got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Third, third time's a charm. Seven point uh, three from the East Germany. Oh judge. no. <laughs> Oh no! Um, all right, cloak and dagger, cloak and dagger. Um, mm. The dude and the lady. We still in the casting corner. My goodness, we are still in the corner. We're they're open. Their hours are open real late on Friday nights. Um, we have Olivia Holt as Dagger from mm-hmm. a TV show called Kicking It. There, that's a show. That's a show that has kids in it. I could have referenced Kicking It earlier. It's like a karate dojo show. I think it's on the Disney Channel. Fucking for real? Yeah, that's a real thing. Are we in the 90s? Yes. That sounds, that sounds like a real goofy title. Sweep, All right. Sweep, sweep the lake. Three um, ninjas. Yeah. Olivia Holt. Uh, and then we've got Aubrey Joseph. That's a dude. Aubrey Joseph. As that's, two, that's two dudes. <laughs> One dude with, with two first names, uh, Aubrey Joseph, as Cloak, and he's predominantly known for his role in The Night of, which is, I think it was an HBO miniseries. Again, haven't seen either of these properties. Yeah, there's been so many new properties that have come out that <laughs> it's just impossible to keep up with a whole lot of these, especially if they're <gasps> targeted, especially if they're targeted more towards the young crowd. I'm like, goddamn, I'm feeling my age in this casting corner. Yeah, man, I, I am not real familiar with the the under twenty four crowd or whatever. Like, <laughs> there or maybe like the under twenty crowd. I, you know, but I also think, I think that's also by design because I feel like these actors they're paying them a lot less. <laughs> oh, right. So that that's more money for the budget for the shows. Cloak and Dagger, though, I that's pretty cool. They were introduced in a Spider Man comic originally. Um, one's got like a giant cloak that absorbs everything and he can teleport. Mm-hmm. The other one is a dagger and she can make like light daggers and stuff. And I think sometimes they're a couple <laughs> and sometimes they're not. We'll, we'll have to see how they, uh, depends on who's writing, how they play it out on, on the show. They but, did appear. They did appear pretty quickly in runaways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's potential for a crossover there. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. I don't even know where Cloak and Dagger are going to show up. I don't know if that's supposed to be a Hulu property or a Netflix thing. I don't think it's a Netflix thing. Uh, but if it's a Hulu property, yeah, that would be really cool to have mm-hmm. a crossover. And they're they're about you know they're in the age ballpark where it wouldn't 
where it would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, that that's it for casting corner, though. I mean, we did plow through like twelve different names, eleven of which I have no idea who they are, but <laughs> whatever. Now you guys know, and everyone out there that's listening can argue about who is more important. Is it Ariella Bearer or is it Greg Sulkin? I don't know. It's probably neither. But we're gonna say adieu <laughs> to casting corner this week. We're gonna say Freddie adieu. Uh, is that guy still alive? He's a dude, right? This God, I hope not. He washed out so hard. Wait, you want him to be dead? Man, he he was like supposed to be the savior <coughs> of the men's national team. Yeah. And just, no, he became fat. I think he's like officially Colombian now or something. I don't even know what's going on with that, man. Wow. Okay, on that note, we're out of the casting corner. Casting screw, corner. Screw you, Columbia. All right. And here's where we just spend the last back half of this podcast just shitting on Batman. The home stretch. <laughs> okay. So the biggest news for Batman, other than the Lego Batman um, coming out this weekend, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a future episode, but Ben Affleck has officially stepped down as the director for the Batman film. Ruh-roh. Which immediately begs the question. I thought the whole fucking reason that Warner Brothers and DC got Ben Affleck to play Batman and gave him a lot of money to do it was to get him to direct the Batman film because he's a good director. They wanted them. They wanted him to <laughs> save him from Zack Snyder's encompassing grasp. Well, here's the thing. The rumor is that Ben Affleck had this passion project that just came out. Uh, I think it's called Live by Night. Yeah, it came out in January. Nobody saw it because it came out in January. Right. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. And he was heavily involved in the making of this film. I think he wrote and directed it, starred in it. He took it really hard. And then, in a true Warner Brothers move, they're like, "Wait, your last movie was terrible. You're off the Batman. Like, we don't, we don't want you to do anything now." It's like, "Wait, wait, wait." This guy did Argo. He did The Town. I think he did. Didn't he do Gone Girl? Uh, Gone Baby Gone. Like, these are really good movies. You know, these are these are at least well put together films, which you can't say is true of anything else that DC has done recently. <laughs> so here's the thing with Ben Affleck is he kept saying, like they kept pressing him, like, you know, why are you going to direct it? When are you going to direct it? He was like, once I have the script, once the script is done, once we have a good solid script, then we're going to start, you know, on the film. And apparently he just wasn't satisfied where the script was at the time, um, which I think he was co-writing. So, but apparently hmm. Warner Brothers has some hard deadline that they set for him. And they're like, no, you have to have the movie done by this time. Yeah. And he was just like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Like, we don't have the scripts not ready yet. My deadline is this time. Like, if that works for you, great. And if not, then I'm going to leave. And they pushed it and he left. But here's the problem. Now they don't have a director at all. And they're going to miss their deadline. They're going to miss his deadline. The movie's being pushed back to sometime in late 2019. Ooh. Like, oh, man. Like, I just, I don't understand what they're doing right now over at Warner Brothers. 2019? We're not even going to be a country by then. 
Oh man, that's that's like legit a thing that could happen. Um, which I guess at that point, then this movie being made or not being made is kind of the <laughs> least of our troubles. <laughs> but we live in the present. We live now. We're <laughs> so, well, this is a bad move. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. In just a second, but I'm gonna bring up one other little kind of tidbit that's sort yeah. of related to all this. Um, so yeah, we're apparently they're doing a page one rewrite of the script. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna do a totally new script. So I don't even know if Affleck's gonna be involved in that. Supposedly he's still on for now, at least as Batman, and he's still a producer on the film. I don't know in terms of the writing duties if he's still involved with that. But they're going with a new script. Um, apparently this news got out to Kevin Smith. A lot of people on the interwebs have been clamoring for Kevin to, to take a run at this. He's been directing episodes of Supergirl and The Flash. Mm-hmm. And I think he's slated to do one for, for Arrow as well. And they're really good. Like those, I know, like I've seen yoga hosers. Okay. Like I know <laughs> when he's fucking around, it's, it's a terrible experience for everybody. But if he takes things seriously and if he's like kind of contained or at least guided like a bowling bumper to stay in the lane, like he does a good job. He did a really good job with the with Flash and Supergirl. So a lot of people are thinking like, okay, well, maybe Kevin can take a run. He used to be really good friends with Ben Affleck. Like maybe that could be a thing. But he's already come out and said, nope, no way. I'm not doing that. That's way too much pressure. And like, I'm not even really friends with Ben Affleck anymore. And just, just no, like, I don't want it. That's not what it's something I want to do. And so he's out. So that being said, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith is out. Ben Affleck is out. Who would, at this point, who would you throw a truckload of money to, to just be like, just please fix this, make a Batman movie. That's going to be awesome. That people are going to like, just who's who's your guy or gal uh man uh you know i thought about this i've been thinking about this like ever since i heard that he was off like there's that's a big void to film uh you could fill it with lots of slow-mo you could fill it with lots of grayed out i mean i think we gotta go with the (coughs) z-man snyder zach snyder gets no no, fuck no fuck zach snyder uh david fincher man yeah get him back with ben affleck Get get Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor to do the soundtrack. Let's just make Batman Gone Girl. Let's wait. That, wait. 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 David Fincher did Gone Girl, right? Not Ben Affleck. That's where I was. Right. 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 That is. See. Yeah. Yes. That is. I'm so on board. I think that you is am, the perfect choice. You imagine a like a more cerebral take on Batman. He lives at. He lives in that space. Oh, it'd be so amazing. Wait, wait, especially like the sort of psychotic nature of what it would be to be Bruce Wayne, to be Batman. Right. Like, like deprived of sleep, constantly. Yes. Like, yes. Driven to the edge of madness because he's so focused. Like he just. Ah, uh, like. It, Bruce Wayne is is a fascinating. Batman's great, but Bruce Wayne is almost a more fascinating character. Right. It, so many facets, so many facets the actor can choose to portray. I mean, because really at his core, Bruce Wayne is like a Lamborghini going 100 miles per hour on the rims. Mm-hmm. Right? Like no tires, just peeling through the road, just literally tearing up the road 100 miles per hour on the rims. That's Bruce Wayne. That's Batman on, on the day-to-day. And I think you're right. I think David Finch, Fincher would be perfect to to get into that 
part of the story of the character. I mean, you look at Seven, you look at Gone Girl. Um, yeah, man, I think he nailed it. Yeah, um, they just need to throw a lot of money. Yeah, I think we were talking before, and uh, you were just saying how crazy it was that Nolan had Batman for as long as he did. Yeah, and I I I didn't even realize that at the time, but yeah, holy shit, that was a run. That was a that was a fucking trilogy. So it just goes to show that it, if it's outside the usual kind of house production team for these DCU films, so it, it, it but good things can happen. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, even with like Dark Knight Rises, there was like a four or five year gap between those two films. Mm-hmm. You know the studio wanted those movies closer together, but he was like, no, I don't, it's not ready, it's not time, I'm still developing it, you just have to fucking wait. And they waited, they had to wait, because, I mean, he kind of had all the power at that point. And, and you know, I know not everyone's a super huge fan of Dark Knight Rises, but it's, I mean, it's still better than anything involved of what's going on now, so... You know, yeah, it goes to show, like, if they would just trust somebody with talent and a, and a, and a vision to really get their hands dirty with this stuff, something really great could happen. It's just, are they ever going to do that? Hard, hard sell at this point, I think. From, yeah, man, <laughs> I wish. I wish. I mean, you're you're literally pushing away Ben Affleck. From doing his favorite superhero as a film, in which he gets to play the superhero. <laughs> and you're poisoning that well so much that he doesn't want to be a part of it. Like, to me, at this point, it is not out of the question that he just, like, drops out completely. And he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to play Batman now. Wow. I'm just out. Like, I could see that happening. And that's kind of terrifying. Like, if I'm Warner Brothers DC, I'm just like, you you got to stop you got to stop doing what you're doing. Like you have so much to lose here. It's it's like the last thing that's keeping everything together. I don't want to beat the dead horse of DC, but we keep coming back to this point. It shouldn't be this hard. You have amazing stories. You have amazing characters. Why are you stumbling? (gasps) Why why are you celebrating before you cross the tape? You got to finish the race, man. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we'll see. As with everything else, we'll see. But, man, it is looking real rough over there right now. Um, but, yeah, no, I think if you got F- Fincher attached, yeah, that's definitely a step in the right direction. So with that being said, we're going to we're gonna end the podcast on kind of this discussion. We talked about Nolan a moment ago. There's, of course, Tim Burton's Batman. And then you've got the Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. You've got the you know Val Kilmer. You've got... Uh, Michael Keaton, you've got um, uh, what's uh, George Clooney, uh, Adam West. Adam West. That's really good, Adam West. <clears throat> Kevin Conroy from the animated series. Um, and what's his, the guy, the Nolan, what's his? <laughs> you and me, we're done professionally. Yeah, man. I can't, what's the... Bale, uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh my god. Ah, dude, the Benadryl. The is hitting me real hard. Benadryl is hitting me real hard, guys. The air air quotes Benadryl. Yeah. That fifth Zanny? That fifth one. Fifth one's the rough one. That's that's the Let's make a break time. That's the that's the long flight home right there. (laughs) 
Christian Bale. <laughs> right. So we've had all of these different iterations of Batman. And what we're going to discuss now, relatively briefly, is just who is or who has been the best Batman. Ooh. Okay. This is hotly debated amongst nerds all over in the <laughs> film aficionados and... You know, I know a lot. I know right off the bat, a lot of people are going to say, kind of like with the Joker, that Mark Hamill is the Joker, right? Like, that that even though he just does the voice for the animated series, he, he, he was able to portray the character in such an iconic way that that is the Joker and no one will ever do it better. It's a long run, too. <laughs> a lot of people say that about Kevin Conroy. He's Batman. He's the voice of Batman. When mm-hmm. you close your eyes and you think of Batman and you hear Batman speak, it's Kevin Conroy. I get that. I get that. Um, and that that's definitely up for for debate and for conversation. But I'm, you know, we kind of focus a lot on the films here at Combo Characters, and I'm I really want to look at the live action films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. You know. If you say Christian Bale, which which Batman of Christian Bale? Like which is it is it is it oh. uh is it uh I know, go begins. Is it go Batman Begins? Does it go Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises? You know, if if you're talking Michael Keaton, is it Batman, Batman Returns? What do you <laughs> or Birdman? Or Birdman, right. So I, let's 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 kind of go back and forth here. Right off the bat, when I just say best Batman, who do, who do you who do you who comes to mind for you? Oh. and I love Christian Bale's performance so much, but I don't know. I, I guess I grew up, and the first Batman I saw on film was Michael Keaton. Um, well, no, check that. That wasn't the first Batman I saw. The first Batman was Adam West. I watched those Nick and Night reruns like crazy. Yeah. One summer when I was like seven. Yeah, me too. Uh, so. That wasn't my first Batman, come to think. But that was the first one that kind of like, he wasn't my friend. That that was the first Batman that wasn't my friend. The Adam West Batman was definitely my friend. He was, you know, he's kind of straight from the comic book pages. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman was like, whoa, okay, this you got to give this guy a wide berth. Uh, this is an um, not ominous a figure, but he's a figure that demanded, <laughs> I guess, visual immediate respect. So you had to keep him at arm's length. You're you're happy he's there, but you're kind of afraid of what he might do. Um, you want to get nuts? I, Let's you get, get nuts. nuts. Yeah, that one scene where he's hanging upside down. Yeah. Um, so for me, even though I really, really love Bale's performance, it has to be Keaton. Yeah. You know the the one the one scene for me that I, I mean, especially that you want you know you want to get nuts scene that's really great. Because he flips on a coin, man. Like he, mm-hmm. he just loses it. Like he freaks out the Joker and his and the Joker henchmen because they're like, "What the shit is going on?" Like, <laughs> but the the scene when he first meets Vicky Vale at the Wayne Manor when they're having that charity charity event or whatever it is, mm. and he's like kind of talking to her, but he like he just has this air of like being very distracted. And not, not really living in the moment, not really being there as they're interacting. And I just love that scene. Or even when hmm. they're having dinner at the long table. Right. He, he always 
to me, the way Keaton pro- portrayed Bruce Wayne, and he carries this to Batman a lot too, but I think I think this is very purposeful, something that we talked about with what maybe Fincher can do, is that when he's Bruce Wayne, he's never really 100% there mm-hmm. in any of the scenes. To he's me. very preoccupied. But when he's Batman, he is 100% Batman. He is dialed in. Yeah, he's super focused at being Batman, but being Bruce Wayne, he's like half there and half not there. And I thought that 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 little that little touch of of, of acting there, to me, really seals the deal. Um, that being said, if you look at the broken down, kind of worn out. Like, I don't really want to fucking do this again. Bruce Wayne, Batman mm-hmm. from Dark Knight Rises. I think that that's a really great version of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's a good point. That's a that's a Bruce Wayne who's lost a lot. He's yeah. he's not... The, the initial loss of his childhood haunts him forever, but he's lost everything he's worked for ever since. So... Yeah, that's definitely almost another origin story. That's more of a reclaiming story, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that definitely. I mean, like I said, Christian Bale's performance for Batman and the three films they did was so kind of varied and remarkable that he owns that character too. I mean, I think at this point, and really, especially with those two specifically, Keaton and and Bale. You kind of talk more in broad strokes, like the Batman legacy. Yeah. You know, we're we're kind of de- debating now who was the best Batman. And that's fine. You know, that's fine to do on a podcast. But really, at the end of the day, it's the legacy of Batman, right? And, and it doesn't have to just be one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can appreciate certain things from one and certain things from another. Nothing comes to mind, but maybe the George Clooney and Val Kilmer iterations have some value again nothing is coming to mind at the moment um i'm trying real hard for val kilmer because <laughs> because against everything i everything i know to be true i kind of like batman forever uh yeah i'm there's not that much there he's just you know kind of generically suave is how i would uh label val kilmer's batman yeah, and I think George Clooney, I think he gets the physicality of Bruce Wayne down. Like, I think he looks like Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? But, like, beyond that, I don't I don't really know. I, I so rarely watch those films. Yeah. It's hard to pick things out, um, and that's entirely because those films are not <laughs> great. So, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, well, man, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the... Um... To me, it's always going to be Bruce Tim and Kevin Conroy combined as the best Batman. But um, that said, I mean, if we're not taking the anime series into account here, if we're just doing the live action ones, you have to kind of me- the way I want to measure it up to is like which one could be the old Batman in Batman Beyond, kind of like playing off of Terry McGinnis in his Batman. Um, I think, yeah, it's it, it could be either one. It's I want the live action to get to that point to where they're kind of like. Handing off the, passing the torch a little bit. Right. Again, with the and, legacy. Yeah. And, yeah. I think there's one there's one scene where they're kind of talking. I think it's one of the early episodes of Batman, uh, Batman Beyond where um, 
Bruce Wayne kind of tells Terry McGinnis, says like, no, 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 I don't call myself Bruce in my own head. <laughs> right. He always thinks of himself as the Batman. So the ones I can see that most in is definitely Keaton and Bale. Yeah, I can I could definitely see Keaton just really, really hitting a home run as really old Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Oh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns or even like a Batman Beyond, you know, where he's so old yeah. that he's had to pass yeah. the mantle down to somebody else kind of thing. Uh, you know, but, you know, it, it's a thing to debate. So, of course, listeners out there in the CBCU, who do you think is the best Batman? Um, is it Adam West? Is it Val Kilmer? Is it, is it, can somebody tell us exactly what it is about George Clooney as Bruce Wayne and Batman that is redeemable and worthwhile and has value? I'm sure somebody out there can, can explain that really well, better than I can for sure. Somebody, somebody with a rubber fetish. Yeah, some, yeah, some nipples, some rubber, some nipples, some Batman credit cards, you know, like whatever it takes, whatever it takes. It's not, it's not a black card, it's a bat card. <laughs> Always bet on bat. <laughs> I'm back in bat. Uh, does it come in bat? Hmm. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh. You know. I think that's where we come to a to a close. I think that's how we know this podcast has <laughs> run its course. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening. Hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. Facebook is Neil Before Pod. Twitter, it's Combo Characters. SoundCloud, Combo Characters. iTunes, iTunes, Comic Book Characters. Feel free to leave a review or like the star thing. If you give us five stars, that'd be great. If you just hate us and want to give us one star and then write like a 1,000 word thing. Well, still, also... still, give, still give us five stars. Okay, right. But then, you know, flame it out. Flame it out. We'll read it. We'll read it on the air. This is whatever, like would, um, but uh, and definitely let us know who you think is the best Batman, uh, across across the spectrum, and uh, you know until next time, until next week or probably actually probably the week after. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's set that bar low. Well, no, it's just it's just going <laughs> at about every two weeks because we're we're trying to compile enough uh, news to to really make it worthwhile. Fair enough. But until next time, I'll leave it at that. Until next time. The Fortress of Potitude is closed. Fuck Donald Trump. Wow. Lord Dampnut 2020, guys. Please don't let that be a thing. Stay super, everyone. Take care.